0: When I'm not busy dealing with the Regents of the University of California, I like to unwind with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine or online at KUCI.org. to you live from KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is your weekly discussion of Oscar films, and anything is up for grabs here, including films from the inception of the Academy of Motion Pictures Arts and Sciences from 1929 to 2019. We always talk the deserved, the robbed, and the overlooked. You never know what's going to happen on this show. This is your go-to show for films prestigious enough to announce. I'd like to thank the Academy. Presenting your show for this evening. The once, the last, the final time. It's and the Oscar goes to with your host, Andrew Weston. Yes, you heard that right, everyone. This is the last time I will be hosting the show and the Oscar goes to where we talk about all things Oscars. It's just, um, um, I guess, my time to just to uh, move on uh, from this amazing experience here that I've had at KU. CI eighty eight point nine FM in Irvine, and I really appreciate um, all of you listeners out there who have listened into the show and just heard my talks about um, with my other uh, guests that I've had on about films and my opinions on films and other people's about opinions um, on films and new films and older films and how. Our opinions are the same, but yet how our opinions differ. And, and, and that's what matters. What I was thinking about actually the other day uh, was that um, when people really look to critics and critics reviews and other people's opinions about films, because um, I always go to IMDb, International Movie Database. Um, it's an app that I use to rate films. And I always say like, oh, I gave this film like a five out of 10 or a four out of 10. None of that matters, especially when looking at uh Critic reviews because what happens when I look at critics reviews is that I look at the critics uh, statements opinions debates analysis of the films their numbers do not matter about the films so whether they give it a 1 out of 10 or a 5 out of 10 we're at 10 out of 10 it doesn't matter what matters is that we take away the arguments that people make about films and that's why I have this show here at KUCI in order that I can have meaningful discussions with other people about films, about why I don't like films, um, <laughs> why I do like films. Kind of sound there for a second that I don't like film at all. I love film. I love film so much. It's my greatest passion. And I love viewing films and reviewing films and analyzing films. And and uh, in case uh, you're just tuning in right now, yes, um, I am, uh, or if you've been tuning in this whole time, I am alone in the studio today just so that I could have a little more time to discuss what's going on here, um, about my show for the final time, so, yeah, so what happened, it's actually funny, because someone actually mentioned to me one time, uh, not too long ago, that the, I should rename the show Impress Me, because honestly, that's what I kind of do, um, I, I ask people, you know, bring in your top five films, um, and then, I'll look at them and I will pick, you know, which ones I've seen, which ones I've heard of so that we can debate about them. And if I can, I always try to get them to pick a film that I do not like and that they like so that we can actually have a discussion about the film. Because if you have, you know, a film that we both like, it's really not going to go anywhere because we're all going to disagree with each other. And those discussions are important, but I feel like what's more important is to have a discussion about films that we disagree on. And I feel like that can be extrapolated out into any area of life. Um, Take that as you may, and that we should just be more communicative with one another. And I basically agree to disagree or to listen to people's opinions and to take it in. My opinion has been changed on several films. Um, I remember from one of my very first um, interviews with someone they wanted to talk about the uh, movie her and I was like "Ooh, I don't like that film and so I rewatched it and I was like actually this movie is not as bad as I thought it was going to be and how bad I had rated it in the past i given it like a four I think and then I bumped it up to like a six out of ten um, and just it just goes to show how through the discussion of film how we were able how I was able to change my opinion so just because my opinion about film about a certain film be, you know lower or higher it can always change throughout your life and throughout your experiences and throughout what people bring to films that you may not have noticed um, just a couple of weeks ago I was talking about the film Joker and there was things in that film which I didn't even realize which I think is important to Note that when you're talking about film, especially um, film majors and people in film, is that you you don't know everything about film, really. And I feel like sometimes people try to approach it in a way, or it appears to that they seem to approach it in a way that they kind of know everything about film. It's like, we don't really know. (laughs) We don't really know much, really. Yes, you can analyze it in one direction, but there's always going to be people that have other insight, other information, and are coming at it from a completely different point of view, which you would never have thought of. And I think it's really important to talk with those people who have completely differing opinions about a film that you love or about a film that you hate, because it can completely change your mind or at least bring awareness to an aspect of film. And it can just help you to to be more... um open-minded and to help you analyze things better which can definitely be extrapolated out to other points in your life to just analyze things um in a more clear way so what I'm doing today is I'm going to talk about my favorite least favorite and um films I'm looking forward to of coming up in this uh 2019 2020 year so let's start off with my least favorite film of 2019 so my least (laughs) favorite film of 2019 has got to be rocket man now this is my least favorite film because not only do I just I just don't like it (laughs) I just don't like the film um but it was so like overhyped and that's another thing that can ruin a film is that is its hype um I believe that the lead actor in it was great um Taron uh Egerton as Elton John, but one of my main problems also with the film, before I even get a little deeper into that, is that I have this very strong opinion about films that our that our um, that our biographies uh, about real people. Is that this might sound a little weird, but I believe that the biography on a film on a person that the person should be deceased, that so that they can make a complete film on the individual. Now, for Rocketman, it kind of makes sense in a way because the film only uh, goes over a small portion of Elton John's life. I'm already not a fan of that. I feel like, you know, just focus on the whole thing because what they did focus on, it didn't. they did. They missed the mark already, uh, which I'll go into further detail on that too as well. But I had the problem with um, the theory of, of everything with uh, Eddie Redmayne, who won an Oscar for his portrayal of... Stephen Hawking in the Oscar-nominated film. The problem is that when someone's still living, they have, in some way, control over the film's production so they can erase things that they don't want to be shown that actually happened in their life. They can pull back. They can push forward things that they, you know, it's just very uh, manipulative and controlling in films that when the deceased person is still alive. And I, I would like to see the completion of their life translated onto film as well. So we can see the entirety of the person. Um, so that's something that I prob- a general problem that I have with films about people that are still alive. Um, so that was with Rocket Man. They did the same thing. Elton John definitely st- still very much alive. However, they only showed a small portion of his life also, this movie is just the most bizarre film I've ever seen in my life. It's almost as as if the film wanted to be like a biography, and but they also wanted it to be like Moulin Rouge. If you don't know what Moulin Rouge is, it's this kind of crazy, wacky film with Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman, and it's just crazy and wacky, and it's fun. The first time I watched it, I hated it. The second time I watched it, I was like, this is pretty good. Third time I watched it, I love it. I love Moulin Rouge. It's great. It's amazing. It's fun. But the thing Rocket Man does is they do some wacky stuff that that film kind of does. There's like this point where he's playing the piano and he slams down on the keys. And in slow motion, his whole body kind of levitates and then the audience levitates and it's very bizarre. And then when he's singing the song Rocket Man, the title song from the film by the way this is gonna be all spoilers as you can tell <laughs> he starts to blast off into like an actual rocket and like falls down to earth ah, i just it, it just doesn't work it's just it just it just completely misses the mark the film they talk about how he has these um intense drug problems and um and alcohol abuse problems but and how they affect him so much, but they talk about it. But when they show it in the film, I don't see that. I don't, I'm don't. i completely missing it. It's completely gone. Because what they show is they talk about him in like a rehab facility, talking about, oh, I have all these problems. But then in the next scene, you'll show how successful he was. He'll be playing in Madison Square Garden, and he'll be singing and going crazy, and everyone loves him, and he seems to be having a great time. I don't see any moments of him having an actual downfall in his life there is it's not explicit and especially for a rated r film it does not get pushed very far with how much of these things actually affect him there aren't any moments where you're like oh my gosh elton john's gonna die this is a serious problem it's kind of like what i mean he talks about it but he when we actually see the film when we actually see you know the moments that are supposed to affect him it's not really a powerful, poignant. They don't really show it, which is a a big problem in this film. So the film kind of wants to do like a little bit of like a Moulin Rouge thing. What also what they do is that, uh, they don't dub Elton John's voice into the movie, which is fine. They have the main actor sing. The main actor is a great singer. Um, but they also have other people sing the song. What? So it's a very interesting choice that they have throughout the film they have like the younger version of himself singing songs and his mom and his dad will like sing songs and mom and dad are very flat characters in this entire film and you just you just don't understand why they hate each other and elton just so so much it just doesn't make sense and i'm like i don't understand these people at all especially for a film that's supposed to be about understanding a person a real life person so Taryn, um Egerton, who plays Elton John, does a very good job at singing, but the splitting up of the songs between characters, it just doesn't make sense. It's very... They tried to do a very artistic choice with the, with the decisions that they made going into the film, but unfortunately, um, strong but wrong. It just fell flat. It just didn't work. So let's just um, transition out of Rocket Man really quick, and let's go into my favorite film of the year for 2019. So my favorite film of the year would have to be uh, Parasite, which is not a um, Hollywood film. It is a Korean film, and I watched it uh, not too long ago, and it's very interesting. It's a very interesting film. This film, I don't really want to spoil, so I'll just talk very briefly about it. But basically, there's this rich family and this poor family, and um, the poor family basically needs job. They need work, and so they have to get jobs from this rich family, and they kind of act in a parasitic way because they're dependent on the rich people. So it's a very powerful film. It has a lot of satire in it, which I really appreciate. In fact, one of my I love satire. One of my favorite um, books is Animal Farm. I don't know why that came to mind, but it's just because it's also satirical. And I don't know, there's just something about satire with saying something about something else without directly saying it is more powerful than actually just making a movie about it. Um, I don't know if that made sense. Made sense to me. Let's move along. So Parasite's very interesting. It has some very great visuals. I love um, there's some great scenes near the end. And what I really like about the film is that they don't villainize either side. They don't villainize the rich people and they don't villainize the poor people in the film. Because as what happens at the end, something happens at the end, blah, 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 blah. But that's what I really appreciate about the film, is that they're kind of just saying, this is how it is. These people necessarily aren't wrong um, either side, but things need to change, which I appreciate. So moving on to the future, we're going to talk about films I look forward to for the 2019-2020 year. So, the first one that I want to talk about uh, briefly is Maverick. So, this is actually my dad's um, uh, favorite movie, which would be Top Gun. So, they're making a sequel to it, which is Maverick, and the, tra- the trailer <laughs> looks so good. It look I'm not sure if it's VFX or if it's practical, but either way, it, it does an amazing job. I'm sure a lot of it's practical, um, but it's just it's just so cool to have Tom Cruise back in this amazing flick, which was a huge cultural phenomenon at the time and we're bringing it back and it doesn't like sometimes they bring films back with a sequel or a remake and it's like nah, like we're we're past that. but this a lot of people are excited for this film and I'm also excited for this film. Another film that I'm excited to see is nineteen seventeen which comes out on Christmas. And this is about, uh, from IMDb, it says, two young British privates during the First World War are given an impossible mission. Deliver a message deep in enemy territory that will stop 1,600 men and one of the soldier's brothers from walking straight into a deadly trap. Uh, It's directed by Sam Mendes. And what I heard about this film is that it's kind of shot in a Birdman style from the movie Birdman, where it's shot in um like one take is what i believe um sam mendez has directed other films such as uh skyfall uh american beauty a film that i do not like at all uh he's produced uh revolutionary road and road to perdition so this film i'm really excited to see i love those moving those moving masters those one take sort of uh shots in film but to make an entire film on it like birdman which i loved cinematography i just love you got me you got me with a great story in cinematography i'm hooked so i'm excited to see 1917 and there's i like how they're making more films on world war one they make a lot of films on world war world war two which i've noticed sorry that i can't pronounce the words world war up in here but that's how it be sometimes but I'm, I like how there's more films on World War One nowadays. It's very interesting. Now, the last film that I want to talk about is the film, oh gosh, Cats. Okay, so here's the thing with Cats. Let me just give you a breakdown real quick on Cats. Um, I think it has been <laughs> generally agreed that it's terrifying, the trailers do not look good, and it's, it's kind of disappointing because it's directed by one of my favorite directors, Tom Hooper, who directed The King's Speech, but then he also did direct uh, The Danish Girl, which I did not like. But he also directed Les Miserables, which I loved. So I don't know what's going to happen with this film. But all I know is that the trailer does not look good. It's kind of terrifying. I don't like it. And when I first heard that they were making a movie on cats, I'm like, you can't do it because it's it's not going to translate. And from the trailers that I've seen... Uh, yeah pretty much (laughs) it's pretty much been like agreed like it, it just doesn't work if they did it with a animation or stop motion it would work I would I would think but with using real people as cats I'm like it's not it's it's like a theater thing it's one of those there's some plays that just do not translate to film which is what they're trying to do and I'm kind of surprised that they actually made cats into a film because honestly cats has a cult following vibe it should it sh- let me rephrase that it should have a cult a cult culture but it doesn't I don't know why there's people in cat costumes crawling around on stage dancing and singing doing flips pretend- pretending they're cats and but somehow it's one of the longest running shows on Broadway. I'm not a cats hater. I don't know how I feel about cats I'm a little conflicted. I saw it once in eighth grade. I saw it um, like the movie version. I saw it not too long ago, like last year, live um, at the I I believe was pronounced the Sergistrom, Don't quote me on that uh, theater. And I'll tell you about those two instances in one second. And so now I'm gonna probably I'm probably yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna see in the movie version, but I might hate (laughs) why I might hate watch it (laughs) because I'm just so intrigued by the film, but so put off by the film at the same exact time I really don't know why they're doing it in live action because it just doesn't make sense especially for people who've never heard about cats and now they're trying to watch it because the story really there's no story there's like no plot that's a big thing about the film is that there's no plot there's no plot like in the stage musical it's based off of T.S. Eliot's poems on a book of cats and Andrew Lloyd Webber made that into a stage musical it's like okay it's interesting But that's kind of what it is. It's just a collection of poems. So it's just a collection of just one cat singing about his life, another cat singing about her life, a group thing with him dancing and singing and group songs and stuff like that. But there's really no plot. It's about cat singing, and then Old Deuteronomy, this old cat, decides to take one cat and make him be reborn, whatever that means, honestly, reborn into another cat life. They say in the stage play, a new gelical life. And then you have to hear the song "Gelical cats to understand what that is. And honestly, it really doesn't make sense. It's all very convoluted and confusing. I don't know. <laughs> like it just, it really is just like what? And so like, it's just very interesting that production, that, that, that production company would create this into a film because it doesn't have a strong Plot. There's really a, it's very if there's it's strung together like I don't even I really it just amazes me that's been going on so long and that they're able to make it into a movie. And I wonder how well how successful the film is going to be because I I'm like it's got to be targeted at children. There's some problems I have with the trailer with the cats acknowledging the big one of the problems I noticed like when it, with one of the trailers is that the cats there's two par- parts in it. One is when one of the cats says something along the lines of uh, "Don't mess around with the crazy cat lady," and I'm like, the cat's acknowledging that she's a cat, but she's a person. We don't say "Don't mess around with the crazy human lady." Like you don't say stuff like that. And another point is when one of the cats says to another cat, "Cat got your tongue?" That's a person thing. These people are cats. I, it's very bizarre. We don't say like "Oh, uh, Timmy got your tongue. Human got your tongue. It's just not a thing. It's just weird that the cat's acknowledging themselves. Very weird. I don't like that at all. Um, it's just not going to translate. And none of that is in the original Broadway thing at all. It's basically 100% just singing and dancing costumes and makeup. It's the Costumes and makeup are great in the stage production. Now... Here's the thing with with my history with cats really quick. So I, th- I believe I saw it in like 7th or 8th grade. I can't remember exactly. We had a sub. I don't know. And she really liked the Rum Tum Tugger. Rum Tum Tugger. It was very weird. And so we watched it. I uh, was really stressed out that day because I had an assignment due. And so I was like stressed out. And then I saw this movie and I'm just getting really confused because I'm like are these people playing cats are these cats like aware that they're cats what's going on here and I was just like going ding 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 in my mind like so much I was like what I do not understand anything that's going on so I got so just like I got like actually sick like I did not feel well I'm like I'm gonna leave so I tried to like not look at the screen I swear at one point I went to the bathroom I don't know I was like I can't deal with this like it actually get I got like an, an actual <laughs> like visceral physical like um reaction out of me um something happened when i watched it live there was a lot of kids when i watched it live so when i watched it live because i really wanted to see it live and i had grown more like kind of like i liked it a little bit more at that point when i saw it live so when i saw it live i was like in a way 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 back in the news bleed seats in the um in the um back section and I was just not feeling good again and I'm just like what is going on with cats and making me ill so <laughs> now I'm gonna watch it in the theaters sometime around December January and I don't know if I'll get sick watching it but it just has just a physical reaction on me I don't know why what's going up with there but that's what's going on with Cats. So those are the three films I'm interested. Might hate Watch um, coming up, which is 1917. Really looking forward to that. Uh, Maverick, really interested in that. Cats, might hate Watch. Definitely going to see somehow. And a film that I disliked the most of this year, uh, which was Rocketman, and the movie that I really, really liked this year, which was Parasite. Now, I'm running out of time here on this show today um, and forever really um, on KUCI 88.9 FMN Irvine. You're listening to the show and the Oscar goes to with your host, Andrew Weston. And I just like to take a moment to just say, I appreciate each and every one of you that listens to me ramble and talk when I have guests or maybe when I'm even alone and debate with people and just see other people's point of view. And I hope that uh, you guys have also taken something away from this show and have an appreciation or maybe an insight into Oscar-nominated films and the Academy in general. And I'd just like to say thank you and stay golden, everyone, for the final time. From your host, Andrew Weston, here at KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Now, I'm going to play myself out with the Oscars music and... Try to just guess what these songs playing are from these classic movies. All right everyone, thank you. Goodbye. Stay golden.